Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Freckle Foodie fam. Welcome back to a solo episode. Um, this one was not scheduled at all, but it honestly just, I felt this calling to this topic today and yesterday, I guess. I'll walk you through all of this. And it's something I've talked about many times throughout the years of, when I get anxious, I feel this way and how interesting it is to take myself back and like really look at it from an outsider's perspective and just be like, what the hell are you wasting your time about this for? And I think it's also something that everyone struggles with, or I guess I won't make that assumption. Not everyone. If you don't struggle with this, please send in your wise words of wisdom and help us all. Um, But I know a lot of the listeners do based on comments I've seen, DMs I've received, etc. So to set the stage, I am currently in my pajamas. It's seven o'clock. I have had a busy motherfucking day. Um, it was a mom and full mom, full work mode day that wasn't planned. Um, so there was a lot to get done. I leave for a trip tomorrow. I'm supposed to go to an event tonight. So I still have to get dressed. I just ate dinner and I took an edible. So that's probably going to hit at some point in this episode. So TBD on if this goes anywhere and if I even publish this, but I just felt a calling to talk on this today and I want to get it out of my system while it is fresh. So today we are going to chat about how comparison is the thief of joy. Come on in. So the reason this feels relevant to me is first and foremost, I just took my week long vacation. So with that, I completely shut off social. And obviously that means I'm not working because my work is so deeply tied into my social. It is my social. Um, So it's wonderful in that sense because I'm not working. I'm not on my emails. I'm not creating content, all of those things. But I honestly think the more beneficial thing I really do. I think the more impactful aspect of my vacation is that I don't consume social media. And there were times on the trip where there was something that I actively, you know, my mom said that she got a dress from somewhere and I was like, oh, I want to look up this brand. And then I went on my phone to just look at the brand or something along those lines where I'm actively consuming. And I think there's such a difference. And 
when I actively consume because there's a purpose, there's something I want to see, there's something I want to find out, so I'm going to do that. Social media is great. It can be a great tool. And actively consuming can cover a bunch of different things. It could be what I just mentioned, or there's one creator who really motivates you, who you just love, and you find them really, I don't know if inspirational is the word, but motivational and comforting, and so you turn to their page. I still consider that active because you know you're going there for something, right? What I struggle with is the passive. The passive consumption of social media is really what gets my mind into the comparison spiral. And I can walk you through what this looks like in a very real-time way. So I hadn't been on social for a week passively consuming, and I felt fucking great, okay? I felt high on life that week, and I still feel great. I also should sidebar note that I do have my period right now. It's day one, so maybe it's making things a little bit more emotional. But I have been so happy with my life, with everything, with work. I feel really proud of myself. I am living the life that I've dreamed of, and it is fucking amazing. There is still something I am actively working on, which is the voice inside my head that is telling me I should or need to do things because others are doing them, and because they are doing them and they've accomplished something, I'm less than. And That voice didn't really exist my week off, which clearly shows me that social plays a large role in it, but I can still see it in small aspects of my life, and I actually worked with a human design coach who maybe we should have on the show because I fucking love her anyway. Um, I worked with a human design coach based on my like human design chart, and I do have, I can't even get into specifics because I don't know how to read these charts, but based on what she was telling me, um, I do have a like I can't remember the correct terminology, but something in my human design chart is open or I I forget the exact terminology, but basically my self-esteem is very sensitive to my environment. Um, I just pulled this up, what she had sent me in like my cheat sheet thing. Others have a big impact on your confidence and motivation. Avoid being around people that make you feel less than or not enough. Feeling like you need to prove yourself is a red flag when it comes to friendships and partnerships. Okay, well, I needed to remember that, so I'm happy I just went back and looked at that. But anyway, I felt this week, week it came up in the sense of personal life where even just like I can have this amazing morning in my mind, right? I am waking up, I am journaling, I'm having my coffee, I'm going poop, I'm cuddling with Liam, we're doing our animal sounds, we're having breakfast together, we get up to go on a walk, And it's glorious. But then my mind sometimes and somehow, and I would love it not to, goes to seeing what other people are doing. And I'm not talking about in social in this instance. I'm talking about in real life with my human eyes, seeing people doing stuff. And I'm like, wait, that sounds nice. That looks fun. I wish we did that. And this looks like in the morning I was journaling on the beach, which, okay, that is something that like is a dream for me. I've always, like, I want to do that more. That's amazing. I wish I could do that every morning, but I live in New York City. And on my walk down to the beach, I'd see some people out for a run. I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice. They're working out so early. They're getting it done with. Like, it's so weird to me why my mind goes there, but I do compare. And then it does steal a sense of my joy. It completely does. Because if I am wearing like, 
blinders and I'm focused on only what I'm doing, I'm fucking happy as a clam. And then for some reason, my head can't stop swiveling around to look what everyone else is doing. And that is when I start to compare. And it's not healthy and it's so unnecessary. And I'm constantly telling myself and reminding myself, stop, stop comparing, stop comparing. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. You are on your own path. You are doing what you want to do. You are happy. Like brain, listen to my voice. You are happy. Um, So what it looks like in terms of social, and this is where it ties into work for me. And I think it's really confusing, especially as someone in this space. I'm not saying it's just this space, but I do feel it's heightened because when you're scrolling social media, you're seeing people who are, I hate the word competitors because they're not, but they're in the same field as you and you're seeing their highlight reels. And inherently it is really easy to be like, wait, well, how'd they get that brand of partnership? Or, oh my God, they have that many views on the video. Wow, they got that many followers. You know, it is very comparable naturally in this industry. And it's very easy to do. So I get on social on Monday. And within 20 minutes, my brain, I saw one influencer post at this event. And I was like, oh, that event looks cool. I want to go look at the photos from the event. And I'm like, oh my God, this launch, like that's so exciting. That's amazing. And these are all people I love and respect. So I'm not even, this isn't like a envy, like anger thing. This is, I respect them, but still I'm comparing. And I'm like, oh wow that collab like that's a dream how fucking cool and then I'm like all these cool people were at this event that's amazing and then I go on to someone else's profile I'm like what they were on this podcast this huge podcast like that is so cool I'm jealous what like why wouldn't I be ever a guest on a show like that and then someone else I see is now co-hosting the show that would be a dream for me and my brain immediately compares and like within minutes I felt so less than for no reason and it has nothing to do these people are not doing anything wrong whatsoever it's all me mentally and I went on a walk with Emily, who I talk about all the time, one of my very good friends, Emily Dignato, and it basically turned into a therapy session. And I said this to her, and it's so cringy to admit. It makes me feel so icky inside because it's like pretty embarrassing. But if I really get down to it and I think about why these things trigger a confidence thing in me or compare... I really think it's that I need to put my ego aside because it's that my ego somehow believes that like I'm worthy of all, okay, worthy is the wrong word because I am worthy of everything, as are you. But I think, I don't know what the terminology is. In my brain, my ego thinks that like that should be me, which isn't always the case. Like, yes, I am worthy and deserving of many things. I'm not saying I'm not. But I also have to accept that some people are going to get things or are more qualified or are more deserving of things than I am. And maybe that just thing isn't for me. And it's for them. And something for me is coming down the road that is a better fit. And I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember that. But I really think it's my ego getting in the way, thinking that like, I deserve everything. And I I don't like that terminology because I do believe that we all deserve everything. But maybe it's my ego is getting in the way because my ego thinks that I deserve 
every opportunity out there when that's not the reality. Um, because there has to be enough room for everyone. I, I cannot have everything. I can't. And I think that's it. I also think this is the more cringy, embarrassing thing to admit. This makes me want to throw up saying this because it's icky. But I think this is the first time in my life that like I don't feel popular. It's so pathetic. Um, and gross but true like in a weird way influencing in this whole world that I'm in it's kind of a popularity contest like it's not but it kind of is if you think about it because it's like how many followers you have really do I know that people are like it doesn't matter but like at the end of the day it does kind of tie into financially and like opportunities and all of those things that do matter if this is how you're making a living and like trying to support yourself and a family. Um, so it's like the numbers game, not only of followers, but then picked for opportunities and comments and how your community receives you. And it kind of is a popularity contest. And it's, again, my ego um, feeling, I guess the word would be uncomfortable or not knowing how to process not being popular. And I know that I have this fucking incredible community that I would not ever change and I would not give up for the world. But I sometimes can get bogged down, is that the right word? Or caught up or obsessed with comparing to what other people are receiving. And when I do this in the moment, it can be so all-consuming and it really feels like, I'm worthless and nothing I do matters and what am I even doing because I haven't done anything which is so not true but in the moment it all feels very true and very real and very intense and for me and I think this is maybe the applicable I guess advice I would give clearly I'm still working through this um but I think what helps is to step back and be like okay but do I really do I really want that and all that it comes with? And this applies to everything in life, whether it's jobs, whether it's specific relationships, whether it's living situations, finances, whatever. Do you really want everything that comes with what this thing is you're comparing? Because I think about it, okay, I look at these people that I was comparing myself to on social media. Yes, do I think they've done incredible things and I'm I supportive and amazed by and you know ready to cheer them on from the sidelines? Absolutely. I admire a lot of these people that I mentioned I was comparing myself to. But do I actually want what they have? And the answer is no. And that's what also confuses my brain. Because I don't want a lot of these things that they have, even the things that were making me jealous. When I think about everything it comes with, the true responsibility, the true all-consuming work, the true massive amount of eyes, all of these things, I don't want that. And so then I'm like, why the fuck am I even comparing? And I think that's an interesting exercise to really put yourself in the shoes of whatever the situation is that you're comparing to and try it on. And you might find maybe you do want it. And then maybe it's something that you can work towards and use as a goal. 
But I also feel like a lot of the times maybe it's not. And we're just taking it at face value and viewing the highlight, like the tip of the iceberg, but then nothing underneath the water because you're only seeing a small image into what's happening. Um, I also think going back to the thing that makes me feel icky admitting of like not being popular. Also, I said this to Emily as well. It's like one of the first times that I don't feel like I'm the best at something. And I need to be okay with that. That's something I need to accept. And it's something I've been working on in my adult life of not having to be the best. I don't have to be number one at anything in life. I don't have to be the best influencer. I don't have to be the best mom. I don't have to be the best dress. I don't have to be the best at blah, blah, blah. Like what a draining way to live life, which is how I spent a lot of my life striving for this perfection and championship, I guess, of being number one when it's really more enjoyable and a better experience to ride the wave of whatever it is that you're trying to do and enjoy that ride and maybe come in second or third or fourth or fifth. That's fucking okay. Um, the One other note on this, <laughs> this has to do with the ego part of things. And I think I said this in the episode with the girls from what we said, but this is the perfect example. Because one of the things I mentioned that I was comparing to actually had to do with Dak Shepard. So I went to the live show, right? Uh, Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert. And it was in LA. And I did this whole thing. Oh, hello, Charlie. I did this whole thing on TikTok that was like, guys, I need you to help me get on Dax's radar. Like, I'm going to a show. I'm such a big fan. Yada, yada, yada. And I have also... Hold on, I have to shut the door that Charlie just opened because Joe's out, out there watching TV. Okay, we're back. I have also emailed his co-host, Monica, and been like, I am such a big fan. This whole thing, trying to get him on my show. She responded. Then I sent her the Excel spreadsheet of like all of your guys' reasoning of why he should come on my show. Yeah. You know what? Shoot your fucking shot. Shoot your goddamn shot because what is there to lose? What, they think I'm like crazy or whatever or they say no? Okay, well, they didn't even know who I was beforehand. So now what does it matter? Anyway, my ego really thought that like that was going to land. And you know what? My ego still believes that he will come on my show. It's just and that's not an ego. That's a manifestation thing. Like I know it will happen. It's just a matter of when I will meet him. I will connect with him and he will come on my podcast and I will go on Armchair Expert and you better fucking believe it. Anyway, at the live show, in the beginning of the show, he's like, welcome LA. We've got a lot of people in here that I want to like shout out. We've got some big people in the audience. And literally in my head, I'm like, oh my fucking God, he's going to say me. <laughs> like I was so, so set on the fact that he was going to say me. There was not a question in my goddamn mind. I was literally like, you know, when you're ready to like stand up or like those moments before you have to do, like get up and everyone's going to look at you, you feel that like nervousness feeling kind of and like you're preparing yourself. I was feeling that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand up. I'll smile. I'll wave fully, fully. Uh, I was sweating, like not a doubt in my mind. Did he say my name? No, he didn't. And 
Yeah, I actually was disappointed. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Where my brain, I don't know if it's that, like, my parents always told me I could do whatever I put my heart to or, like, and that's no shit on them. But I just, I don't know. Your girl has a little bit of unrealistic expectations in her brain. I also think, okay, now this is fully therapy. Well, actually, my therapist is on vacation, so I didn't have therapy this week. And because I took an edible, this is what happens when I take edibles. I do full therapy unpacks in my brain. The other thing, this is like another part of what we're saying, kind of. This is now I'm kind of getting off of the topic of comparisons to Thief of Joy and just sharing embarrassing stories about why I have or my big ego. But another one is that, like, I fully, without a doubt, believed when I was younger that I was going to date Justin Timberlake. Like, there was no doubt in my fucking mind. Now I don't want to. Sorry, Justin. But back then, I would have done anything. And I fully was like, I'm going to be famous one day. I will date Justin Timberlake. And I remember having to like come to terms with myself pretty late in life, embarrassingly. Like I think maybe early high school or at some point, like, okay, you're not going to be famous. You don't really have, you're not a musician. You're not an actor. You're not a model. Like you're not going to be famous and you're not going to date Justin Timberlake. And I just need you to accept that. And, you know, maybe these ambitious dreams and absurdity in believing in myself has helped me get to where I am today because I really do believe in myself and I work really hard and I think I'm deserving and, you know, maybe that helps. But I also think it has hurt me in the sense of comparing because I over believe what I should receive. And then I get into the, well, how come they got that and I didn't? Without noticing that I will get what I am meant to receive. Or what? what is that saying? It's like, what I am meant, what I, oh, fuck, hold on. Okay, I can't find it, but I did find one um, that I like that says you will arrive where you are meant to be and when you are meant to be there. So like, that's the kind of thing I mean. I will receive what I am meant to receive and it will happen when it is meant to happen. But I get in my own head about it way too much that I do think when I bottleneck and obsess and compare, that's when, you know, getting into the law of attraction, that's when I'm not putting out the energy to receive. That's when I'm putting out the energy that's more rooted in anger and jealousy and comparison. And that's not positive. Those are negative emotions. So all that to say, Work-wise, it's something I am actively working on. Now, comparison is fucking big uh, in motherhood. Big, 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 big. Holy shit. I have been on the receiving end of it. I have compared. I have watched it happen. It is exhausting. And talk about the thief of fucking joy. Because when you are comparing in motherhood you are completely removing yourself from being present in the experience of mothering, which is pretty much the greatest gift you could receive, being able to be present as a mother. Um, I notice that when I compare, which honestly, shockingly, actually, this is very interesting. I rarely compare as a mother. Really, really, really rarely. Like, that is interesting to me. Why do I compare so much when it comes to work and that kind of stuff? 
And why do I not compare really at all as a mom? I got to unpack that. And I think I just, I think my subconscious with this edible just came to terms with maybe something. I got a seed of an idea. I don't know if I'm ever going to release this fucking episode. Okay, but an idea I had just now is maybe it's because A, I feel more confident as a mom. I just, I do. I don't know why. But B, there's no aspect of like the popularity thing when it comes to the comparison of a mom. Like I'm not, it's not this like competition of like, and that's sometimes how I feel with the industry I'm in where it is this contest of who can be the most liked and pleasing everyone. And I feel none of that with momming because momming motherhood, because when it comes to being a mom, like it's not, I'm not doing it to please anyone else. I am solely trying to make my child happy. Um, However, that being said, there is a ton of comparison in parenting, um, but I will specifically say motherhood based on what I have observed and experienced myself. And it has looked like simple things where I posted a video of Liam doing his animal sounds and I got a few DMs being like, you know, oh my gosh, my my kid is the same age and he's not doing any of this. Or, oh my God, how did you teach him to do this? My kid doesn't know any animal sounds. Whereas like, it, it, every kid's going to know something different. Every kid is so different. And because of that response and because I've seen it happen with friends, with family, with people in my community, I even like consciously am aware of what I share, how I word things, what I say, because I don't want to create a comparison game, especially around motherhood. It's interesting to me that I felt this way because I haven't around anything, but Liam is definitely on the, like he is doing the physical milestones a little later and he is verbally very advanced. And I've heard, and I truly believe that babies can't focus on both at once, you know, either they're more physical or they're more verbal. And it is so clear he is more verbal. However, He's definitely delayed in walking. Uh, I don't know if delayed is the right word, but like most kids his age, I guess I can say, have begun walking. And even this weekend, my mom was like, you know, we were talking about, I said something that I did with a different kid, not even Liam. And I was like, you know, I walked away from that experience really proud of myself. And I really provided context for me mentally of like, that's why I actually think I'm a good mom. And she was like, I totally agree. Like, and she was giving Joe and I all these compliments of how we are as parents. And she even said, she's like, you know, I'm kind of shocked that like, you guys haven't been freaking out that he can't walk. And I don't know if that planted a seed in my head. But then this morning I was at the park and, and I should say can't walk yet. He will walk obviously. Um, but Okay, I also, God, I feel like I am, am really con- like uh, monitoring what I say because these topics are so touchy. Not obviously, not all children walk, but I do believe Liam will walk. Um, we, I was at the park with Liam and, you know, we were doing his like walking around where he's holding my hands walking and there were two little kids with their nannies and they were running around and they ran up to us and we're running around and the nannies looked at me and they were like, how old is he? 
And I was like, oh, he's like almost 15 months. And they were like, oh, they're 16 months. I was like, oh, have fun. And then they were like, is he walking? And I'm like, okay, well, clearly no. I'm holding his fucking hands. And then he was crawling around and they were like, look, it's a baby. He's still crawling. Like, it's nothing against them. They were not purposely trying to make me feel less than whatsoever. They don't know what's happening. Like, they don't know what my mental narrative is. Again, they're seeing, aha, we're coming around full circle. Gonna close a loop. They are seeing the tip of an iceberg without seeing everything that's underneath. So the tip of the iceberg being they're seeing Liam crawling around on the park and commenting on it. The whole bottom underneath the water is that I am a little bit worried isn't the right word. Self-conscious. Oh my God, we're going to come full circle on another thing that he's still not walking. And I just like eventually when I left the park, I don't know why I wanted to cry. It was the first time that I felt this comparison. Is everything okay? Am I doing a good job feeling And not the first time, but the most recent time, I guess I can say. And I was on the phone with my friend Olivia and I said to her, I think it's that it really makes me feel like, do I know what I'm doing? I I feel like I don't sometimes. And am I doing something wrong? Am I fucking up? And again, it's it's the comparison that's causing those feelings because if that Okay, sorry. I am in so many different tangents. Okay. And I'm officially high now. If those kids were not at the park, so take the comparison out of it, that would have been a beautiful fucking morning with Liam. That would have had me leaving the park being like, God, how fucking awesome is that? We can go to the park together on a Tuesday morning at eight and play around and then go for a little walk and get home and start work. And what an amazing way to start my day. And my son is my best friend and I love him so much and I'm so fucking blessed. And those are the feelings I would have had because those are feelings I usually have when I'm leaving that exact situation. So I know that for a fact, but because we insert this said comparison, I left the park robbed of my joy And again, it's on me. It's not on these people. But that is the prime example for me where I can really clearly like look at a A A-B testing. A, the kids aren't there. I'm not comparing. It's a gorgeous, beautiful fucking way to start my day. I am blessed. I am joy. I am the definition of joy. B, the comparison is there. I leave feeling less than. And that is why, friends... Comparison is the motherfucking thief of joy. And I want to go back because I thought about this. It, it sprouted up like a little seed in my brain. Um, when I was saying the story, because also with comparing in parenting, it's really all about your ego. It has nothing to do with the kid. And again, we're coming back to the ego. And I think that that's a huge subtext of this storyline, you know, whatever comparison Because it is your ego. When you're a parent and your child is behind on something or taking a little bit longer to figure something out, acting out, any of these things where you start to compare and you're upset or jealous or whatever, it's, I will say from my experience and from almost everything I've observed, it's really because our ego, like it doesn't actually fucking matter. 
okay. Obviously, it, it is. I'm talking about walking. So that's a physical thing. And yes, it would matter if he eventually never actually walked. I'm saying if he takes a little bit longer to walk, we're using that as the context. It doesn't actually fucking matter. It doesn't. But for some reason, I have no idea why. It feels like a hit to my ego because it feels like I'm doing something wrong. And that's the fucked up thing. It's not that I'm worried something's wrong with him. I'm not. It's I'm worried I'm doing something wrong, which is my ego, which means it shouldn't be something I'm fucking worried about. Like maybe that's another exercise, activity, whatever that we can take away from this, myself included. This is literally why I take edibles. You guys are witnessing this firsthand is that when I'm doing these comparisons, I can unpeel this onion or no, peel, not unpeel. I can peel this onion to get down to the root of it and say, is it based in my ego? Is it rooted in the fact that I think it's a ding on my ego? If it is, then it's a waste of my goddamn time. Why am I comparing? Because it's the thief of joy and I want to be happy. And I think a lot of stuff with parenting is rooted in the ego because we're worried how we will be perceived, which is our ego. Um, this one took a lot of different directions. I'm going to have to listen to this on my flight this week and decide if it's worth um, sharing because I'm not even sure if I close these loops. But A, this is an interesting, I guess, insight for you all when I talk about my love for cannabis and why I enjoy edibles um, to really clearly set the stage that I'm not saying and there's nothing wrong, but like cannabis is not only getting stoned out of your mind, sitting on a couch, not being able to form words and like eating potato chips. Yeah, it can be. And it is for some, but that's not all. Cannabis can also be working through some shit with your brain because you reach into your subconscious and you leave your ego at the door. And that is why I love it. And that is what you just witnessed. Um, so hence all the tangents hence my version of talk therapy without my therapist, but with you all. And I hope this was helpful. I'd be curious to A, hear your thoughts, but B, if anyone does any of these exercises that I just came up with, if they help. And I will continue the conversation if they're helping me. Bottom line, don't waste a fucking breath comparing yourself to someone else because you have the opportunity to be happy and joyful and you choose what you spend time focusing on. And with that, I hope you have a great day, night, weekend, week, whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I made TikTok about this recently, but when people are like, oh, I love your content, I follow you. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like it does mean a lot to me. But when they're like, I listen to your podcast, I'm like, bitch, you fucking get me. You guys are on a different tier of people in my heart, and I love you so much for listening. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Freckle Foodie fam, and go check out some past ones. I like to say that there are some good ones, but then again, I've evidently got a huge ego. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.